Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please send us an email and let us know at impact at jfc.org. Also, if you'd like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at jfc.org. Click on the Give link and help us bring messages just like this one to you every week. Today's message is from our series, In God We Trust. In this series, we will discover the blessings of God when we align our hearts with His. How y'all doing? Well, welcome to JFC. We want to welcome all of our campuses, Highlands Ranch, Castle Rock, and uh, Lakewood, and of course you guys here at Lone Tree. Everybody alive? Yes. Thawed out? <laughs> thawed out, not thawed out. Anyway, uh, when you think about a person who typically models a generous life, who comes to mind? Okay, it's kind of like Mother's Day. That was kind of an easy one. It's going to be a long message if we don't get with it here, okay? Well, I know for a lot of people, mom or even a grandmother would come to mind. And uh, it's been a theme throughout this series, whenever we've done a message, to really come to this idea that generosity and whatever kind is really all about the heart. And I don't think anybody demonstrates a heart better than a mom. Now, I know the last few weeks we've been dealing with the financial aspects. Uh, and uh, I want to just say, uh, where's uh, Dan and DJ, Pastor John? You guys have done an amazing job. I've learned a lot through that series. I want to thank you guys, really. Let them know. Dan. We were joking earlier, Dan did all the heavy lifting last week. I get the fun message on Mother's Day, so I'm happy about that. So anyway, uh, I love Mother's Day services. I really do. I enjoy the holiday. I enjoy what it means. And several years ago, as a pastor at a little church in South Carolina, I wanted to do something fun. I thought it'd be a nice intro to my Mother's Day message to have people stand up and give a tribute to their mom. Really beautiful things were being said. It's going really well. I'm thinking this is going to be a good start to a warm, fuzzy Mother's Day message until a young lady stood up and began to share what a difficult, awful mother she had. Now, it just took all the fun out of Mother's Day service. And it was, I, I was thinking, note to pastor, never do this again. <laughs> but it gets worse. Guess who was in that crowd that night? Her mother. It gets worse. Guess who had a comment of her own? Her mother. It was a fun Mother's Day service. So never again will I ask for any of your responses about your mom. But I got kind of ruined. I had a great mom. My wife was a great mom. And I thought all moms were like that. And I didn't know that a lot of people didn't have that benefit of a great mom. And I'm not going to go into and hammer moms. That's not my thing today. We always wait till Father's Day and we hammer the dads. That's kind of the way it goes. We always say nice things about mom. And I plan to do that today. But no matter what your experience with moms has been in your life, there's something today that I want to talk about in this area of generosity that we all can get better at. Whether you're a dad, a kid, a mom, or just an average person, because what we can learn from God about generosity will change our lives. So we've talked a lot about the material things, as I mentioned. But I want you to consider, what does a generous life look like outside of the financial realm? And these verses have been used, and I'm going to come back and give you a new light to look at them. In Proverbs chapter 11, if you have your notes, pull them out. Uh, you'll want to get a pen ready. There's some things that aren't on your notes that I'd like you to write down. 
So the Proverbs tells us, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others, will they themselves be? They themselves will be? All right, just want to make sure you're awake. Now, a biblical proverb, which a Proverbs is, is basically a short saying that expresses a truth for godly, practical living. We have several Proverbs that we look at, and we look at the value of them and how do we live our life. Now, generosity, I want you to look at today, is not about, all right, a transaction. But as we read here, it's about an investment. And when you are generous in your life, you're going to be making investments. And the proverb states that the benefit to generosity is wealth. And I want you to look at that in your life. Do you live a life that is filled with wealth? You prosper in relationships. Would you say your life is refreshing? Now, we kind of have a little thing like a Proverbs. They're called greeting cards. <laughs> Any moms get a card yet for Mother's Day? All right, I have a few here that are, are very wise, uh, not spiritual, so please don't expect that from me. But these are, are a few Mom Day cards that I want to share with you. Kind of like a modern-day proverb. I childproof my home, but they keep getting in. I know moms have felt that many times. I love how we don't even need to say out loud that I'm your favorite child. My daughter actually sent my wife a cup like that. My sons, I hope they don't hear this message. I love this one. It's so simple. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for the free womb and board. See, I told you you had to keep up with me today, okay? For all the torture of my teen years, I promise to always keep your iPad functional. <laughs> How about one more? Mom, you sure had to put up with a lot of obnoxious behavior over the years. But enough about dad. <laughs> so not ways that we really want to live, but generosity from the Proverbs, how we want to do so. From this verse, how do you live a generous life? There's two verbs or actions that we take from that statement. Give freely. The idea is basically look more to other needs than self. Now, I have to state for a fact, at least in our home for sure, mom was a whole lot more giving freely of herself than dad was. And in a lot of places, mom is the one that takes care of all the kids' stuff. You know what I'm talking about? The mess, the yuck, the getting up. You know, dads, we got this kind of like this thing that just turns off when we hear the kids need help in an area that's gross or yucky. But moms, they like troopers put on hazmat suits and jump into the fray and take care of it. I have to this day cannot believe the amazing attitude that my wife had in regard to our children and the stuff that they were going through. But truly, in all of our life, if we live selfishly, we lose. This proverb teaches that we lose. But people who give freely of themselves are really going to be experiencing the benefit of a generous life. The next part of that is serve when needed. I love scripture as it describes Jesus' life. We look at Jesus ministering to people, giving freely, and serving where needed. And many times, after a difficult time or days of ministry, when he was tired, when the crowd was pressing up, 
Jesus still took time to love and to heal and to care and to speak into people's lives. One of the statements from our teaching team that I wanted to bring to this message is really good. We are most like him when we do what he does. We are most like Jesus when we do what he does. The second part of that is refresh others. So take a moment and understand what you can give outside of financials. The first is time. Now, I hear this said a lot, I have more money than time. Let's meet. Let's talk. All right? Now, I don't have a lot of time, but I don't have a lot of money either, so maybe we can figure something out. <laughs> but the idea of time, being present, I think everyone here would say your life is very rushed and hectic. You would say that it's just hard to carve out time. I know this. We've talked, Brendan and I, over the years about just drive time. Back before the invention of great things like uh, video uh, and all that fun stuff, kids would actually talk. Any parent here remember that? Okay. Along with talk, they would fight, try to rip each other's throat out. Wonderful parenting moments. But there was time, and many of those times, conversations began to arise from the backseat of a car. And those nice traveling days were spent really figuring out life. Another area that that would happen is, I don't know if you parents have experienced this, but why is it that our teenagers, it's always like 11 o'clock at night they want to talk? Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like, now I'm telling you, my dad, my dad jeans or whatever they are, I mean like 11, I'm checking out, you know? But mom would set up and talk and talk and talk. And in my kindness, I would say, would y'all go talk somewhere else? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. And they would go talk for another hour or two, and mom would listen to the troubles of dating or life and all that. I'm telling you, that time was valuable. We just don't give time. But here's the benefit of that refreshing others by giving time. I don't know what situation you're in. I don't know how busy you are. But if we're too busy to spend time investing in lives, we're going to miss some great opportunities. Be present as moms do this well. I know as a man, I get focused on the practical or logical. I mean, when they started talking at 11 o'clock, I had my three-point plan answers. Do this, do this, do this, now go to bed. All right? And that probably was good advice, but what they really need is someone that will listen. And, and I will say with my old age, I, I'm really working harder at being a better listener and not just giving practical or logical advice. We can refresh others by our talents or acts by using the gifts God has given you. Now, in this room today, there are so many people with varieties of gifts. Some of you are great with just different kinds of things. And we live in a world that it's so wonderful. And I know that it's easy to just, I'm going to hire somebody to do this. I, I, don't, I don't look at the Amish or the Mennonite, and, and I don't want their life. But one thing I do like about their life is they got in and they spent time helping one another. And I like that about them. And I'd like to be a part of a church where we're always looking at each other's lives and saying, here's what I have. Here's what I can do. I'm, I'm working on my house, and I've got guys that just out of the blue say, hey, I'll come help you. All right? And, and it's an amazing thing for somebody to just say, I can do this. Let me come and help. Use the gifts God has given you. It's not on your notes, but I just thought about this, is words. We can be generous with words, good words. Let me clarify that. Good words, all right? Some of you are very generous with wrong words. That's not what I'm talking about. 
Um, you know, and because it's mom's day, and I said, I got a great mom. I remember, and, and I don't know if she even would remember this. Um, growing up, mom would cut our hair as kids. And uh, I, as a kid, had this curly hair. And, and it would grow long. And back in the late 60s, uh, long hair kind of was a style. Anybody remember that? All right. It was, it was an was interesting style. And I wanted to be kind of uh, in style. And the problem with my curly hair, it, was a, it would grow straight out like bozo. <laughs> and it wasn't really pretty. And so um, I would just hated my curly hair. And I want to tell you, I know this seems simplistic and, and, and probably dumb, but you know what my mom said cutting my hair one day? I was probably whining about my hair, and she said, you know, girls like curly hair. The angel of the Lord appeared before me, spoke to me as clear as I'm standing here and said, girls... Girls like curly hair? Awesome. Don't cut that curly hair. How amazing, how wise to take something that I thought was just horrible and turn it into something very positive. Dads, moms, all of us, we just don't know the words we give and what they mean to people. Be an encourager. I know people say, if I had more, I'd give more. But the fact is, everyone here today has something to give. And pretty simple, that's yourself. You can give time. You can give acts. You can give words. Now, I want to share a moment here that's very personal to us. At the beginning of the year, uh, many of you know, we found out Brenda had stage 4 ovarian cancer. Now, I remember we were sitting in the back, and Pastor John asked the church to pray. And uh, there's a lot that goes with this. I won't share this today, but boy... Um, the first few days of that was kind of a shock, and many of you have experienced these kinds of things and understand. And now I was just so, so touched. Brenda was so touched. Many of you reached out with just simple love. Cards, texts, emails, gifts, gift cards. We, we, we turned into a funny little habit, kind of a tradition. And we had never done this and gone to this place, but our first day of chemo, we were in our staff meeting, and it ran a little late, so we were in a hurry to get to uh, the uh, uh, facility for uh, chemo treatment, and we hadn't had lunch, and so I stopped at Jimmy John's, okay, because it was right on the way, and they say they're quick, and so they were quick, got a sandwich, got, didn't have enough time, took a bite, and so after the chemo, it was about four hours later, Brenda was just starving. And man, she ate that Jimmy John's. It was so good. She said, this is the best sandwich ever. And so it turned into one of our, uh, kind of like our chemo date, <laughs> Jimmy John's. And you're thinking, God, what a cheap date. Yes. <laughs> but somebody heard about that, and they gave us a Jimmy John's gift card. And we loved it. It meant something to us, because we'd sit there and just talk, spend a few minutes and just talk about what was going on. But so many people, I remember many days, Brenda would just be in tears, not of sorrow, but of joy at the kindness of people. I will say our friends, this church, you all showed so much generosity. And I believe all of us will go through stuff in life that we need to experience that kind of generosity. I just want to thank you. I have a moment to publicly thank you. I want to share an update. I want you to know God answers your prayers. There are so many neat things that happened through that. The things that we specifically prayed for, no sickness, no nausea, 
uh, strength, energy, every one of those things were answered week after week. Every test that they took showed improvement. And let me just state this. A lot of people go through this and they show improvement. But this was dramatic, um, just amazing improvement. So much so that our medical professionals were totally amazed. And they were, in a sense, shock. And they would say every test, well, don't expect this again. And every time we take the test, miraculous kinds of results. So soon we're going to have surgery. Praise God. Your generous prayers made a difference. And the plan was to do several uh, phases of chemo and then surgery. And I remember we talked to the surgeon before trying to get all the information and get a handle of what was going on. And uh, I remember meeting with her and, and my wife, uh, she's just shy, but she was such a witness to Christ. And she was telling all the people in that room, look, we got our church praying for us. Give us everything you got, everything that's going to happen. I'm going to tell you, we have people praying for us even here and all around uh, our friends around the United States. And I always love, and I, if you're a medical person here, I understand this, I really do. They're, they're interesting in their response, and they're like, well, you know, studies have shown that prayer is helpful. It's kind of like positive thinking. And I'm like, well, how about thinking about an almighty God that heals us? How about that kind of thinking? And so we're, we're just British being a witness. And the lady at first says, look, this... I don't want to get your hopes up. This kind of cancer, stage four, not a lot of people get through it. And so we're going to do our best with the chemo. And then at that point, we'll have the surgery. And then hopefully we can, you know, get some positive. So she saw uh, a couple weeks ago the last scan. And the doctor said to Brenda, in, in, in a surprising tone, she said, you know what? From this scan, I think we're going to get all this cancer. And we're just thanking God. has nothing to do with what we do except for our generous prayers and faith in God. And we've experienced that. And I want to tell you, it is such a big deal. And even in the little things, we need to be generous. So a couple things. How and when are we generous? 2 Corinthians tells us this, and we've used this passage throughout this uh, series. But I want you to look at it in a generous life and not uh, so much in a generous uh, uh, finances. So Corinthian author says, you'll be made rich in, and what is that? Every. So I didn't take Greek. I know Evan's a Greek scholar here. He, every way in English means what? Every way. All right. I don't know what that would be in Greek, but so that you can be generous on, on what? All right. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. I wanted to just give that testimony to tell you that it's nothing about us, but we give thanksgiving to God for what he's doing in our life. So how? Every way. We need to be generous. When? Every occasion. Now, I know that we live in a world, and it's kind of an interesting thing. Have you heard of the random acts of kindness? It's kind of a cool thing. I, I remember watching news one night where people were going through a Starbucks, and somebody just says, I'm going to pay for the person behind and they bought their, and it went on for several cars, and finally some cheapskate said, I ain't paying for anybody beside myself. And they were talking to the Starbucks people, and they were like, what a bummer. I mean, he come up, and, you know, they probably spit in his coffee. I don't know, but they, they weren't really happy that this guy stopped this chain, all right? But, but it reveals something about our nature and God's nature, all right? This 
every way and every occasion doesn't happen because of our goodness of our humanity. There just comes to a point where that just, just stops. We just don't have that capacity. But if we're walking in God, if we're walking in his generosity, if we understand what that means, how generous he's been to us, it is easier for us to live up in every way and every occasion to being generous. So if you want a generous life, it's based upon what God is doing in you, not acts of kindness that you're doing. And the, the idea of acts of kindness is their acts but the idea that I want to talk to you about today is a generous life that throughout every day you live generously. Any selfless act is an act of generosity. All right? So can I ask you to do something with me? I'm going to ask, I'm, I'm going to ask you to do something active. Okay? All right. Hold out your hands. Just where you're sitting. Hold out your hands. Okay? All right. My hands are open. They're in a position to give. So like if I had something, if I had something, if I wanted to give something, I, my hand is open, I could give it to Pastor Bob here, okay? All right? Now take your hand and close your hand, okay? Now any movement in my hands would look like I'm trying to punch you, right? There's no way, I mean, I'm not going to demonstrate my phone, I'll probably drop it, but there's no way with a closed hand that I can give, all right? But the opposite is true. Okay, if your hands are open, they're able to receive. All right, now listen to me. If your hands are closed, they're unable to receive. And how many of you want to go through life this way in giving and receiving, or this way in trying to give and not able to receive? And it's all because of what God does in your life. It's the benefit of a generous life comes down to just a few things. And I use the term God life. We were talking the other day. There's a term I know in South Carolina or North Carolina where Heather and Jesse live. They're near the ocean. And there's a, a bumper sticker I saw one time called Salt Life. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. It's about people who like to live in the coast or near the water. And it's kind of a cool thing. You have to figure it out. It's like salt life, I, hot sauce life, uh, <laughs> salsa life. I mean, I was going through all of them and finally got it. But anyway, God life. How about being close to God and enjoying the life that he gives us? Uh, the Bible describes that as an abundant life. Can you think how amazing it is that you live an abundant life? Because it isn't based upon your ability or your resources. It's based upon God's. And there are times in my life where just filled with God, I was able to live generously and be a generous person. That I didn't have to work at it. That I didn't have to think, huh, should I be generous to this person? Just the outflow of God, I just was generous. And it was so easy. It's his nature when you're filled with God to be a generous person. And the benefit of that is this. Uh, I'll call it the share principle, all right? Uh, Pastor John, when he began the series, if you haven't heard the previous messages, please go back online and pick those up and listen to them. But he started and he said it in both. He talked about the kid that said mine. Does everybody remember that? All right. And every parent here or relative of, of the pe people that have a kid, they've heard that. But once in a while in our life, we come across a moment where we capture our kids actually sharing. Now, as a parent, what's your response to that? Like, yay, awesome. But let me tell you, what is your heart for that kid like then? Think about that. 
I mean, it's like, I'm going to bless the socks off that kid. I'm going to let him know how amazing that was. I'm going to do something. I'm, I, they're going to get benefit because they're sharing. So you take them, you know, and you get them something special, and you say, man, you were sharing. I saw that. That was amazing. And then we teach them that if they share, they get something, and then it goes all haywire after that. So anyway. <laughs> but not so with God, all right? There's something about our Father in heaven that sees us being generous and sharing freely that just brings such joy to his heart that he says, I like that kid. I like what he's doing. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to bring benefit to his life. And you go through life, God just looking for ways to bless you because of this share principle. We also make an impact on this earth. The idea of a pebble thrown in a pond and the ripples that happen from that. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says this, Remember, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. The people, the churches that are changing the world are those that are filled with God life and they're living generously. The people that we write about in biographies and books are people that live generously. We don't hear a lot about the stingy people, do we? We don't hear a lot of praise for that. But we're here. We struggle with that. But I'm serious about, in my life, living for God and honoring God. I want to be a generous person. And I want that generosity to speak to my family, to my friends, to my church, to my community, eventually this world. And beyond finances, and I believe in the finances, I believe we should be very generous, but we should be generous with our life. I could spend a lot of time here talking about stories of people that have generous and the impact that that's had. I had a coach in high school that was a believer, and he would invite us over on Thursday nights, the team, just for a little hangout time. And eventually he'd pull out the Bible and he'd begin to just share what Jesus did. Now, I was a believer. I went to church, but a lot of the basketball players didn't. And every, every week, we would share in his life. And he, his wife, she would fix food. And I don't know if you've ever fed a basketball team. I don't know. Now that I know, I, I, I had at one time five uh, young adult teenagers in our house. My grocery bill was astronomical, like three gallons a week, uh, you know, of milk. It was just insane. But here's 10, 12 guys every Thursday night piling into their living room, chowing down. He was very generous, and he would spend his time. He could have been with his wife. He was with us all week, but he poured into our lives, and I can tell you the impact of that was very powerful in my life. When people ask, who do you most admire, aside from my father, my grandfather, the one man that I could state was Coach Davis. He was a phenomenal coach. He did very well in Jefferson County. Uh, he left Alameda and went to uh, Green Mountain and took him to a state championship in two years. Think about that impact of young men hearing and seeing a demonstration of Jesus' love and generosity week after week. And it inspired us in a basketball court. It's an amazing impact. Finally, we have treasure in heaven. If we live just for this earth, we're missing a big part of what God wants our lives to represent. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, Verse 18 through 19, I'll pick it up. It says, be rich in good works and generous to those in need. 
It's about good works. It's about the acts that we talked about earlier. Always, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, the people that do this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. I want to store up a lot of treasures in heaven. And I have to tell you, in studying this message, I've been reminded again by God to be a generous person. As I was thinking about this, I thought, I can't do this. And yet, the generosity is a reflection about our belief in God. If you see generous people that are filled with God, you know He's doing something in their lives. See, I don't think the issue is about us or our selfishness. It's how we view God. If we truly believe that God is love, we're able to give love. If we truly believe that God is abundant, we can give abundant. If we truly believe He is generous, then we can live a generous life. I was reading earlier, um, it's not on the notes, but I pulled it up on my Bible here. Let me read this real quick. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking, God, I want to be generous. I try to be generous, but sometimes I'm just plain selfish. Sometimes I just want what I want. And I'm convicted by that, especially in this series that we're doing here. And so the Lord gave me this verse in my devotion. He says this in Philippians 2.13. He said, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I leave here today knowing that it's not my effort. It's not my grit and my teeth. It's about God who shapes me with the desire to please him and the power to do that. You can have that today. So let's wrap it up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, as Dan said last week, test it. Test God in a generous life. So I want you to commit to living generously. I want you to start with mothers on Mother's Day weekend. I know you got plans. Hopefully they're amazing plans. I read one of the cards. I didn't share it. just was along this line. Uh, you know, the mother was speaking and said, all those years of trial and torment, and all I get is a buffet lunch, you know. I was thinking, well, okay. But here it is. Commit to acts of generosity. And the easy, easy start is with mom. Start with mom. It might be just generous with your time, generous with acts, or generous with words, or it might be all of those. And then let that spread to other family members, to coworkers, even to people that you don't know, and be a generous person. How about JFC starting a generous revolution? You in for that? Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for God's generosity. I thank you in so many ways. I could list it from eternity to spiritual to financial to relational to emotional. You have been generous with me, and I thank you. Lord, I do sincerely pray that we would be a church that lives the generous life and that, God, you would do what the verse said in Philippians is give us the desire and then give us the power to live out a generous life. Lord, I pray this moment that you put on the hearts in the minds of people that are listening to this message, that the Holy Spirit would reveal to them someone that they could be generous to. Maybe a mom that feels very disappointed and discouraged 
going through life with all the difficulties of raising kids today. Maybe it's not a husband or a child, but maybe a friend. Or maybe someone that's seen a mom and all the efforts that she's putting in to being a great mom. Maybe being generous with words to them. Maybe being generous with acts. Maybe seeing ways we can help somebody with the gifts we have. Maybe just spending time this weekend. What a beautiful gift. Lord, I pray that you do that in each of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen.